welcome to the I've Been Thinking <laughs> podcast, where everyday thoughts lead to extraordinary conversations. You got Ryan Lehman on the mic right now, and you got Mike also here as the co-host. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic today, Ryan. How are you? Very, very good. So I want to just inform everybody that's listening that we're going to have a new link in the show notes. That new link allows any person to submit something that they've been thinking about, and they could hopefully just be on the show. We can we can schedule you guys in. So we're opening it up to the public to bring you guys on. We're super curious of what everybody's been thinking about. So hopefully we can get some submissions in there. But beyond that, Mike, I think you have a topic for today. So take it away. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that recently I've been thinking about evil and I thought we could discuss what is evil because it's an interesting thing that we talk about evil and it's like the, the crux of a lot of stories and movies and the battle between good and evil. Um, yeah, but it, I'm curious how we would actually articulate it. So that is my question. What is evil? And then if we get through that, we can talk about other things. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like my question to you is, have you have you ever even contemplated that? Because it seems like this obvious thing, right? We all know what evil is, right? <laughs> I don't know. What do, you, what do you say? Yeah, for evil, I've definitely thought about it a few times, mostly in like the really negative connotation of, okay, I've seen this happen and I was like, wow, like that is pure evil to me. I can't believe someone would do that or I can't believe this would happen. So I've, th- I've only thought about it in that way. On a daily basis, I feel like I don't normally think of it. Like if someone's mean to me in some way or, or something happens, I don't directly think of evil. I just think, okay, like they might be having a bad day. But then there's stuff you see on the news and it's like, whoa, like I, I can't even believe like that would that would happen. And I I do think it's an interesting conversation just in general, because if you kind of trace back, like, why evil exists, like, there's religious context to it. So there's a bunch of different paths that we can kind of, like, take on this. But for you, Mike, like, is this is this something that you think on, like, a daily basis? Or honestly, you just hear about some sort of event happening and you kind of just, that's, that's when you start thinking about it. Yeah, I think it's a good question. Um, just in the way that you answered the, f- the first part of that is there's definitely a difference between evil and bad or negative things. So I don't know how often in my daily life something happens and I attribute it to evil. You know what I mean? Like pure evil. Most of the time Mm. things aren't that dramatic. It doesn't seem. (laughs) And maybe that's, maybe that's an illusion. Maybe we shouldn't think that way, but somebody cuts you off in traffic or you forget something at your house when you go to work like those things aren't evil it might be inconvenient or somebody uh at work is giving you a hard time you know they're they're probably not evil (laughs) they might be might be a little self-centered or they might be uh, hard to work with or whatever it is um so yeah i would say it's not it's not something that is in my daily thoughts i would say Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been thinking about it lately and partially because of that is it's not, I don't feel like it's something that's as articulated in my own head. Mm-hmm. It's not something I feel like I come across very often, real evil, you know? So then in that sense, do you think that, cause we, you mentioned how someone 
is like not pure evil. Like you don't necessarily think that when someone cuts you off in traffic, it's like, oh, they're not this just image of, of what evil is. Do you think people are evil or you think that people are manipulated to be evil in some sense? They're not actually evil though, to begin with. Hmm. Yeah, that's a very deep question. And I think that's at the center of what is evil <clears throat> because yes, are, are people themselves evil? I don't, I don't know if I would say yes to that. I would say that people can become evil, but okay. I don't know. Maybe it depends how you're asking that question. Like fundamentally, are we evil? I don't think so. I don't know if that's what you meant, but like if you say, hey, that's an, an evil person, right? Uh, I think that that's possible to have just be overcome by evil. Yeah. Consumed by it. That's how you meant. But then when you say that person can become evil or that person is evil at some point, I, I'd question that and say, that person, can you rip off this this label on top of them and say, I don't think this person's evil but there's something wrapped over them that's making them evil because of some some consequence because i believe at least that if you when you're born i don't think you're evil i think you're you come into this world and you have no idea what's happening i think there's stuff that happens that makes you evil as you grow up and i think you can move away from that too to become like less evil or become um, something that's not swayed by maybe the devil in some sense so when i think of someone that is a evil person I don't necessarily think that that person's evil. I think that there's something that's in the way of them that makes it look like they're evil. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think um, I think that the way that you just described that is definitely kind of the traditional Christian perspective of the devil or Satan or demons kind of twisting you to make you evil. So I don't disagree with that. I would... I would push back and say <clears throat> that there may be people who are so consumed, so twisted that they are not distinguishable from the evil. I don't know what you think about that idea because the way you described it is it's almost like there's something over their eyes or something that's kind of like they've got a coat on and the coat is evil. And if they could just throw it off, then they wouldn't be evil anymore. And I think that, I think that that is the gospel is that everybody is evil in their own right they're they're sinful and we can talk about the distinction between those two but the gospel is that if you're you're a broken person and you're not good which we would probably say is the opposite of evil in that state where you're not good there is hope that you can become brand new through jesus right that's the gospel and so i definitely agree with you that the evil actions don't mean that you're fully evil that's mm -hmm. the whole point that's like the center of what i think <laughs> is that anyone can be uh can repent and then change their their life through the power of jesus but then the question is if you practice evil and you're unwilling to repent and you you are always practicing this evil at what point do you become not just a person who is doing evil things, but like really just evil. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, that's a good that's a good point. And I still don't believe like you can become evil because 
I I only say that because if someone is is evil, they could always become unevil. And mm. you like us saying that that person is in a certain moment they are evil. I think they're doing evil things. I don't think they are evil though, just because right. I think at the end of the day like they're not. But I think it becomes a problem because evil is hard to define only because each person thinks of it differently because i mean if you think of the question of if you were stealing food to feed your family is that an evil thing and i think we might have talked about this before so there's a lot of questions out there that will kind of have this midway mark of like is that evil is there not i think there's a lot of things that we could on this podcast agree that are just straight evil there might be someone out there that says, I don't think so. But I mean, Mm -hmm. it it just depends on perspective at the point. And I think that's where evil can start taking its roots because if you start doing stuff and in your mind, it's it's not not that bad because you're doing it for a cause. You're doing it for, for for some reason. Then it doesn't seem evil to you. And I think evil is honestly so much perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely agree that, like you just said at the end, the believing that what you're doing is good while it's evil is one of the worst things because you've you've substituted evil for good right so you're living you're living based on untruth and your untruth is leading you to the opposite of what is good so i definitely think that that's a good way to describe it um and i think you're right that actions are evil that's mainly how we describe evil right hitler is always the go-to example of your genocide is an evil thing right because you're Mm -hmm. you're killing innocents so that would that would maybe be a good that's what i've been thinking about is that's probably a basic place to start for what is evil one of the primary things would probably be uh, killing innocents. Um, I don't know what you think about that, but, but yeah, I think that there is a question of if you, if you act out evil things and, and you said this earlier, there is a distinction between, um, what was your example? Stealing for, yeah, stealing bread for your family. Uh, I, I don't think that that's even in the realm of evil. That might be a morally like a cute, morally ambiguous problem like a conundrum, but it, it's completely different than, you know, rape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just not even the same ballpark. So, um, yeah, to reserve, I think it's definitely, it's definitely right to reserve evil for the things that are truly, uh, evil is the word, truly bad, right? Not just mm-hmm. bending what you might think is the right thing to do, right? You would say, and this would, yeah, this is what I've been thinking about. The right thing is to tell the truth. It's maybe a distortion of good to lie to get food when you need it. But then it's an utter distortion of truth to lie about the fundamental reality of what is good and what is bad and then to act that out and to say that innocence is bad and then to take advantage of it, right? Like that kind of thing all the way down, then it becomes evil. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I agree with you on that point. I, I definitely think that most of them, most of the cases that we can talk about 
definitely have a stronger definition of evil than the case I mentioned of like stealing uh, for your family. But it's also, I, I think, a part of evil, and I'm curious of what you think of this, has an element of empathy involved because you could be doing stuff and you might you might know it's the wrong thing to do, but it might be way more wrong and way more evil because you also don't look at the repercussions of the other side, the person that it's it's being affected, the people that it's being affected by. So when we talk about these different levels of evil almost, because we talked about the case of stealing bread for your family, like I don't know if we define it as like really evil, which I agree with, but some of these other cases that people uh, are doing and let's just let's just like you mentioned the example of rape like i think we can agree like that's just an incredibly horrible thing to happen but someone who who is doing this action might not think of the repercussions of the person that it's happening to and so in their mind the level of evil is actually it's actually not that high and so i think there there's that that empathetic level there that i've never actually thought of of putting the two connections together and i'm not sure your thoughts on that what do you mean by empathetic who's who's empathy so like, like lack of the, empathy? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like that, there's this, there's a level of uh, like an empathetic level that I'm thinking of almost like this meter that's going up and down. And so each person in my mind has a certain level of empathy that they have for other people and mm. others that are carrying out maybe evil, evil actions, depending on their actions and the, depending on that level, I think there's a correlation between how evil it is in their mind versus other people's minds. What's an example? I think I see what you're saying, but yeah, are we talking so if about you, stealing food still, or what are we talking about? You could put it into any example. If if we're going with the stealing of food example, let's just say that for me, I any actions I do, I usually think of what's happening as an outcome of that. So if I don't, I'm not saying I steal. I'm not saying I'm I steal food. But if I would, then it's like okay, if I steal this food, then like what is what is the the outcome of this? Like I might be stealing food for me for a certain cause, but is the person that I'm stealing from now not going to be able to feed their family because I just have stolen from them from some sense? But to me, because of that, then it's going to sway what I do. But for people that are doing other evil actions, like it might not, it might not sway them in that sense. Well, I agree with you. If you if you don't think that stealing is a bad thing to do, then there's no barrier to steal morally is that what you're saying i think it's more of we that that perspective perspective like the lens that we look at someone because at least i have this level of empathy of knowing what's going on on both sides where someone that's carrying out this action might not so in their mind it's it's not evil it's just like listen i'm stealing from my Mm -hmm. family you can you can find ways to to feed your own family like that's just how i'm going to do it so that's what i'm saying i think it plays a part in in someone's mindset when they're carrying out potentially evil actions like they don't know any better is what you're saying yeah yeah but it's 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 hard because like i can judge them based off of that but if you look at actually evil actions as far as like in the economy um i'm not saying i'm an economist by any means and i have no idea probably most of the stuff that's happening in our political world but uh, people that are uh, saying we should print more money or people that are saying we shouldn't print more money. Like there's repercussions for both sides of that. Some people would say that depending on what side you're on, you're an evil person for saying that we should be doing this. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, okay, why is that? And it's like, because these are the repercussions and everybody has different repercussions for each action. So that's what I'm saying. It has a lot to do with how you see the outcome. So two people might 
look at the same scenario and, and one can judge it as evil and one can judge it as not. That's true. I do think that I think we need to make a further distinction between what's what is truly evil and what is just poor consequences or uh, moral ambiguity, right? Because your political example, mm-hmm. yeah, you can say that Trump is evil, but nobody really thinks that, right? <laughs> I mean, truly, mm-hmm. nobody do- nobody does. Nobody actually thinks that. Nobody believes that. As much as there's rhetoric, it is just a hyperbolic rhetorical device to put in your head that this person we're talking about is bad they're negative Mm -hmm. they're taking us the wrong direction but nobody's accusing trump of truly evil things nobody's accusing biden of truly evil things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i think it's a different level what i'm talking about like (laughs) okay you know rounding up jews and putting them in in, you know, concentration camps and burning them alive and gassing them, right? It's a different mm-hmm. level of, it's just a completely different thing than having a difference of opinion on outcome, right? Okay. I mean, do you agree with me? Yeah, I, I agree that they're on very different levels, but I think, like, do you want to specifically talk about, like, because I, I, it's hard because I think one's not more like i don't it's not that you would say that trump's like not evil but his motivations can stem from like if we're going back to the analogy of having like the devil like greed and mm. lust and all that stuff it's still evil actions so it, to mm. me it's just a different level of evil it's a good point yeah so so let's talk about that then let's talk about the devil what do you think about the devil <laughs> good guy bad guy <laughs> i don't I'm going to go and sway on the bad guy kind of. All right. All level mostly there. bad. Yeah. Pr- pretty much all bad. <clears throat> what do you, uh, what personally, what do you think about the idea of Satan? Yeah. I, I do think there's evil in the world, which means I do stem to believe that there is a devil at play when we're living our lives. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of temptation that can lead you down the right direction. And on a daily basis, I feel like, I mean, I deal with it on a daily basis and I can at least recognize it now. Of like, okay, like this, eating this junk food is probably going to be like, not that good. Or wow, like I just got really mad at this person, but like, like I'll think about it. Like, why did I get mad? Like they actually didn't do that mm. much wrong. Maybe they cut me off in traffic, but like, okay, like who knows? Like they're probably in a rush for something that they need to get to. Maybe their wife's pregnant. I have no idea. And so I can recognize that it's at play. So I, I think there is a, a devil at play. And it's a matter of recognizing, at least for me. What about you? No, I definitely agree that I think the, yeah, just what you said, the internal temptations and um, shortcomings and the lies that we believe, I think that those, I think that those are a manifestation of something outside of ourselves um and and i feel like everybody can experience that tangibly right like if you pay attention mm-hmm. there's something else kind of going on and so i agree with that um and we like i would describe that as um a sin or like you said the word temptation i don't know if i would like this is where we started do you think about evil on a daily basis i don't know if i consider that evil Maybe I should. Like, I would consider Satan evil. So the force Mm -hmm. trying to distort things, trying to lie, 
putting those things in your head, putting them in mind, putting them in our culture. Like, I do think that that force is evil. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oftentimes I don't identify like the subtle things as, oh, this is evil. I would say, oh, it's, you know, that's not true. You know, that idea that I had, um, I should probably let that go because it's not true. But I don't oftentimes you- say that's evil. <laughs> I don't know if I, I use the word evil in my head. I think it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is probably the wrong thing to do. But I think it stems from some evilness that's going on. And, no, and to agree. me, like that's, that's why I mentioned at the beginning. Like I don't distinguish it being, oh, I'm I'm an evil person for thinking this way. It's no, like there's there's Satan who's evil mm-hmm. who's trying to, you know, put these in my head on a daily basis. Right. Right. And I agree with you. I think that that is I think that is our reality is that there is a evil force that is manipulating us and that yeah as a result we we are um we are prone to in some way we're prone to fall for it you know all the time over and over and over and uh yeah the the idea of sin of missing the mark which we've talked about is just falling for those deceptions I would say. So if the truth is what is real and Jesus says that I am the way, the truth and the life to, to miss that, right. To go down a different road. Um, Jesus says, uh, go through the narrow gate because the gate is wide and the road is, uh, broad that leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the road is narrow that leads to life. It leads to truth. So yeah, I think that that is, I think that that is right. And so the question then is, I think, I think you've said this well, that evil is behind those things, those kind of minor things, the things that we would call sin. But then there's, there's the other thing that is people who are evil. And I'd like to push on that more because (laughs) I wouldn't say that you're evil ryan i would say that well, you're you. sinful yeah like i would describe you as sinful which to me means missing the mark which is that you're just imperfect right and you might be imperfect as a result <laughs> yeah you're shaking your head like you're not imperfect <laughs> i'm perfect maybe not Mike. you maybe not you <laughs> but no I, I the the difference between the average person who is being influenced by evil and therefore not as good as they could or should be versus the person who is pursuing evil. Okay. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So there, and I don't, these thoughts, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say these, these thoughts that I have on a daily basis, I recognize them and say, Oh, these are evil. And you're saying there's plenty of people out there mm. that are saying, Oh, these are fantastic thoughts. I'm going to pursue these. I'm not going to recognize that this is evil. And I'm going to go forward with these thoughts. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what happens. I don't know if you've experienced that ever, like going down the wrong path and getting somewhere you didn't intend to be. I don't know if it happens that, uh, consciously where you say this is an evil thing and I think I'm going to do it. it. I guess it could, mm. you could say this is, this is going to be destructive to somebody else and I'm going to do it because it's going to be good for me. Like, yeah. yeah. So 
I, I think it is worth recognizing that people do that, right? People people mm-hmm. do that all the time. Um, and then that's a distinction between being deceived and doing something and then kind of feeling like you've done something wrong and then trying to change that process of, of sinning and being wrong is different, I think, than mm-hmm. pursuing what is evil. But to your point, you mentioned, okay, I don't know if if people can say, okay, this is an, an evil thought. Let me go down this path because mm. a lot of people will say, if this is evil, I'm probably not going to pursue it. But revenge, I think, is a very clear thing. Right. Of, I know it's evil. I'm going to pursue it anyway. Mm. Yeah, revenge is probably a good one. <clears throat> and this is a topic that uh, the idea, this is a biblical idea that it's one of, I think it's one of the fundamental things in the Bible that the wages of sin is death. That Mm is like from the beginning, from the first story in the Bible that Adam and Eve are told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they do, they sin, they miss the mark. They act against God and they are then thrown out of Eden, which is Eden is where the tree of life is. And so by being forced out of Eden, they are being forced uh, out of that eternal life, which means eventual death. And then the story of the Israelites throughout the Bible is, you know, sin leads to death in any number of ways. Um, why did I say that? What were we talking what? about? <laughs> I lost my thought. Pretty... <laughs> we were talking about how at least knowing that this path is evil, at least I brought up, you can you can have revenge mm. and you know it's evil oh, and you're still going to act on it. Because mm. you're, you're yeah. providing the example of like Hitler and like that is a, like he was just killing people left and right and it almost was like, like for what reason? Just because you wanted to have like less Jews. And I mean, there was more reason than that if you look into like the history of like why Hitler was doing stuff, but there's such a large component of evil there that I feel like you wanted to get into, but I'm not sure like what you wanted to dive in specifically there of like just pure evil. Yeah, I got lost. I said what I wanted to say though, which is the the wages of sin is death, I think is a very central point. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the end of evil, I would say. All the mm-hmm. things that we consider evil, they lead to death. And oftentimes the evil actions that we point out are just you know creating death murder or something like that so but as we've talked about the difference between maybe acting in a way that is so obviously evil versus sinning maybe small sins as we've you know kind of created in our conversation the idea is still that the wages of sin is death meaning if you if you do pursue sin, no matter how big it is, it will lead to death, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting idea. It's it's the fundamental reason, like it's kind of the fundamental law in the Bible, is that um, you need a, an atoning sacrifice for your sin. You're sinning, that leads to death, and so you need a sacrifice so that you don't die. And I've never thought about this, but. Um, yeah, truly evil people tend to kill what is innocent, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the most evil things would be 
taking advantage of or destroying something that's innocent versus Mm -hmm. the idea that the things that are sinful get destroyed. That's, that's the idea that God has given a law that says, if you sin against God, you'll be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And the evil things in our world are the opposite law, which is if you're innocent and you're pure, evil will destroy you. Right. So I don't know what that means, but what do you think about that idea? Uh, it seems it seems right to me that evil could be defined that way as kind of destroying what is innocent. I mean, I guess it could be destroying what's innocent, but I don't necessarily agree with that being the end all be all, because hmm. I think evil evil can destroy evil too. Like if you if you have someone that's just killing, um, like if you're taking Hitler as the example and you're killing just countless Jews for for just these are these Jews are just innocent people. Like there definitely could have been Jews who were murderers and rapists and killers, and they're still going to the concentration camps too. So I wouldn't say that like evil just bestows killing innocent people. I think it just goes through this path like a wild like a wildfire of just whatever's in its way. It just kind of sucks up and, and takes. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but. I would say if an evil person happens to kill another evil person, we don't mm. we don't bat an eye, right? Most of the time, society in general, it's not it's not newsworthy when um, you know, mob bosses kill each other. <laughs> when when one mob boss who's running a crime syndicate and murdering people every day get shot by another guy who's doing the exact same thing who's selling drugs to children you know an evil guy mm-hmm. his sins led to death and that's actually just mm-hmm. right so you've made you've mm-hmm. made a good point that you know the evil person who is following evil who is whose life has ended most of the time we refer to that as just but the injustice is when uh a life is ended that is innocent that doesn't deserve death right mm. so yeah, it also it, it reminds me of a, a book that i was reading where this guy was a, like falsely accused of murder and rape and he spent like 40 years in prison and then mm. they recently let him out because they found that he was innocent so it's like wow this person at least from the stem of it, is pure evil. I can't even believe he he's done what he's done. And we lock him away and give him like life in prison. And 40 mm. years later, it's like, oh, we, we got it all wrong. And now it's the perspective on this person when someone views him now is completely different than before. Because it's like, oh, like I can't believe it, it, it wasn't this person. And uh, now it's like, okay, well, is, is the system, is the justice system evil because of what they've done to this guy? Because of if they put an innocent man in bars for 40 years, like is that, is that evil of the people that put him behind bars? It's definitely unjust, Hmm. right? The justice system, the purpose is to have a punishment for sin, for lack of a better word, right? Breaking the law in a legal societal sense is the exact same principle as breaking a law against God. It's, It's the same idea. Right in the Bible, the the God of the Jews 
gives them a law and they follow it. And if they break the law, there are certain things that need to be done to atone for their sins, to make them right with God. It's the idea. And so the person who breaks the law of the United States of America owes a debt to the United States of America to atone for their sins. That's the idea. And so to force somebody to atone for sins that they did not commit would be unjust, right? So I agree that it's unjust. Does that make the system evil? I don't, I, that's, I don't know. I don't think it's evil. Like I, I, it's unjust, <laughs> but is it the same as raping somebody for the pleasure of it? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there has to be yeah. a, a difference between these words. There, there are things that are obviously evil. And then there are things that like might just be unjust, but I don't know. I don't know quite what the distinction is. That's a good point. Cause it's definitely unjust. It is right. That the system would, would punish somebody for something they didn't do is a terrible thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is a terrible thing. And so, yeah, I like that though. Justice and good and evil are very closely related in what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's, um, this is more of a hot button political question, but would you, would you (laughs) be in favor of, uh, the death penalty? I don't know <laughs> if I a have li- a strong opinion, but <laughs> it's a loaded but it's an question. Interesting, man. It's an interesting, res- you know, kind of result of what we're talking about is the death mm-hmm. penalty would be the wages of sin is death. You have mm-hmm. you have broken the law against society, and so society has the responsibility to enact punishment, and the only punishment that's fit for this crime is death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that I don't know if I have a, a, an answer for that. But the the way I think about it is, if you believe that there's a hell, and you believe that someone who does something so terrible deserves the worst punishment, then I think the death penalty should should be there because hell is the worst thing that you can possibly be in. Now, if you don't necessarily believe that there's a hell and you literally just die and like, that's it. then in my opinion, if you want the worst outcome for this person based off of their actions, then the death penalty is too easy of a way out. And serving life in prison is the way to go because it's way worse than just having them just die and and that be it. So depending on, I think, what you believe in will determine if the death penalty should be in place for certain actions. It's hard then, I think, to tell, depending on what happens, does it deserve the death penalty or not? Just because for me, or even life in prison, the death penalty or life in prison, just because I've seen just so many so many cases, and I am by no means no more than probably a lot of other people out there that study these cases, but there's a lot of falsely convicted people. And so at least, I'm not saying this is better, but at least for, at least for life in prison, like that guy I mentioned, he was in there for like 40 years. It sucks that he was in there for 40 years, but he was able to be free at some point. And maybe he was able to die with with hopefulness in his soul that, listen, I was I was someone that was wrongly convicted, but now I'm out now. And it sucks that he lost most of his life because of that. Um, but like the death penalty, there's there's no, after the death penalty, there's nothing. You can't revert anything. So to have someone falsely ac- accused and have the death penalty, it just, it's, it's incredibly sad to me. Yeah, no, I agree. 
And so maybe a better example is like a Western, you know, <laughs> you're out there on your horse with your, uh, fellow cowboys and a, and a gang of other cowboys comes and in cold blood shoots your, your mate and, uh, <laughs> takes all your gold or whatever it is. I don't know. And then you go on a quest of vengeance and you find him and you shoot him. Have you committed an act of evil or have you committed, have you corrected the, the wrong and brought justice? Right. I mean, these are, these are like fundamental, uh, kind of cultural stories that we tell, right? That <laughs> like, is that, is revenge? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. Is revenge, is it a good bring justice in that type of way because that's more that's more visceral right it's it's different to have like a court and say here's what the suspects say and here's what the documents say and here's what we think is the most plausible thing and we think you did it so we should kill you the other is Mm -hmm. you killed my guy right in front of me and i'm gonna come kill you right kind of different (laughs) what do you think about that i think it brings up a really good topic of like second chances like, do mm-hmm. you give someone a second chance? Because in my mind, I'm not saying I would do this if I was like in the Western times, but someone comes up and kills my buddy and I have the opportunity to kill them. Do I take the time and try to give them redemption and say, you know what? Like, maybe I can help this person to change them around. The other side is if you don't, that person might kill a bunch of other more people. So you're actually, right. are you doing a disservice? Because this guy, it's like the trolley problem. Like this guy's going to go kill eight people or you kill him and you potentially save eight lives so it's like do you believe in giving someone a second chance with the risk of it the outcome of being way worse well and this comes back to your your main objection of people being evil the idea if somebody has just done an evil action and it's not really their fault then we should give them a second chance but are you really are you really to blame for your own evil actions it's a good question because if you are then should there be a just punishment for it? And does remorse and repentance matter? If you do something bad and feel bad about it, does that change the result than if you did something wrong and don't feel bad about it? Yeah, that's a good point. I, th- I think it's it's so complicated because there's there's people that are so far into this like evil realm where it's so hard to bring them back because they truly believe in something so deeply that there's no way it will change but i mean in my opinion it's always changeable it always can be changed but it depends on the right people to help you with that change and the right circumstances to help you which which Hmm. honestly it might be like really really low but i always think there is a chance so then it's a matter of like do you think you can get there and if not, then yeah, then, then I mean, clearly there's consequences no matter what. So I guess my question then is, what do you think about hell? Because hell would be the place, the state where you are too far gone, where you are not coming back, right? That would be the definition of it. Mm-hmm. And so to not mistake hell for some far off place that could be in the future your soul is your soul and if you go to hell that's your soul same as what you have now so mm-hmm. if if your soul can be in this state of hell where it's too far gone and never you know devoid of goodness then what's to say that that's not possible 
in an in earthly form. You see what I'm asking? I do see what you're asking. I have never thought about it that way before. That's a really interesting way to say it. I I don't know if I'm under the, the reasoning of if you're on Earth, then I don't think anybody's too gone to save. I don't know if, if I fully agree with that, but that's just something that came to mind of, I feel like I do lean towards that way just because I like the idea of hope in life and seeing that someone is not too far gone gives gives some sort of hope. But I mean, it's it's hard because it's mm-hmm. like, there's there should be consequences for your actions. And if the actions are repeatedly repeatedly done over and over again and nothing's changing like what you're going to keep giving them these more and more chances and like what do those chances look like do you actually give them ability because if you think about it you you put someone in prison and then you you, they come out and you give them another chance and they go back to prison because maybe they killed another person like they're it's hard because the the environment of being in prison doesn't help you like, I mean, I know they have a lot of great things in prison as far as like helping you reform your life, but you're also surrounded by other people that have done maybe like terrible things. And the biggest thing is like surround yourself with people that are you want to be like. And of course, people are trying to like, I've never been to prison, but I'm assuming there's people that can form groups and, and helpful groups of like, hey, let's do this together. But it's tough. I feel like it's so tough to like get back to a state of like not not having these these evil thoughts and evil actions. I do think that the central piece of this conversation, though, is your own will, which is you choose every day what you do. And Mm -hmm. if you're willing to choose evil over good, then what fixes that? Right. You're talking about being in prison with other people who are also doing bad things, breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about giving people second chances and hope. And I do agree with you that there is always hope. And the reason that I believe that is not because I'm optimistic that any one person will become good. The reason that I believe that, that there's hope, is that <clears throat> I believe in Jesus. And what Jesus did was sacrifice himself for the sins of humanity, for your sins. And Jesus, if Jesus is God, then he came to earth and he died as a human and then came back to life. Which means that if the wages of sin is death and Jesus dies and comes back to life, then he conquers death, which means he conquers sin which means that there is no sin that is unconquerable to Jesus. And if that power exists, then there's nobody that's too far gone. So I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's true in my life. That's true in everybody's life. The The thing is, though, that you, you, you accept that hope and that new life. You like you have to, you have to participate in that. And so I think it is a, it is a, two sides of a coin, right? It may be true that hope and redemption is possible, but then you have the other side, which is like, you've kind of been saying at what point, at what point can you just, is there no, is there no turning back? Or at what point can you say of somebody that 
you know, they're not going to choose redemption or they couldn't see it anymore. That's like, that's the, that's the hard part to understand. Like, what is it, what is it like when you're so consumed by evil that you couldn't even see that redemption is a good thing. You see, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like what, what, what are you if, if you hear the truth and you believe it to be a lie and you hate it? Hmm. I see what you're <laughs> you know saying. I mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the hope is there. The truth is there. Jesus, yeah. his power does have victory over death. But when we talk about people becoming evil, mm-hmm. if that evil is a complete distortion of truth, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know even mm-hmm. what to think about this. But it's it's a good point. I, I, I agree with you. Like, there's there's definitely that point of, like, y- you don't believe what's good. You believe what's evil. And to you, what what's evil is good. And at that point, you're the definition of what evil is. Yeah, yeah you are. But, you're embodying it, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's not to say that you can't change that back. If you could change it one way, I believe you can change it back around. Right. But yeah, I yeah. agree. You're you're a walking form of evil at that point, yeah. which is unfortunate. And I do think that that there is. I don't know. I don't know. Is it okay to? Is it okay to shoot and kill somebody who's evil, who's intending to go do more evil? I think it is, and that flies in the face of anybody can be redeemed and anybody can be turned around if they see the light, but. If somebody who's evil is intending to, you know, destroy innocence, then is is not the good thing to protect innocence, right? So yeah. maybe it's not my responsibility. Maybe I have a responsibility to do what's good and to to do what's good is to protect innocence. And if something is threatening innocence, then the good thing to do is to eliminate it, regardless of whether that thing has the ability to be redeemed or not, or be transformed or changed, right? It's a good it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice in a vacuum. Like, oh yeah, any horrible person on earth can someday change. But if they put themselves in the position of creating evil, then I think the, the good has the responsibility to stop that. So yeah, that's why that's why the sitting in a in a cell getting the death penalty is such a chilling one because it's like there's no threat, right? You're already in prison. Yeah, there's no imminent threat to you doing more evil. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, to me, when you said that, which is a really good point you brought up, when when you're looking at giving someone a second chance that this person is at least perceived right now to be pure evil. And you're like, okay, like, let me see if I can save save someone from, you know, having the death penalty or, or going to prison for life. Let's see if we can give them another chance. And the whole point of this is to save someone so that they could be innocent. Like, you're trying to say, listen, everybody's innocent at, at, at the base level. So me helping this person, I'm actually helping innocent person just going through whatever phase that they're going through. Like, to me, it's like, it's a phase on them. It's like, listen, they believe that evil is the good thing so they are evil but they're still innocent at this base level and you giving them Mm. that second chance allows them to go and kill someone that's innocent let's just go with that example right then you basically didn't you're like you lost because you were trying Mm. to save someone that's innocent and you've lost because now someone that is purely innocent in a sense if we're talking about their, their base level innocence and their phase is innocence then you lost so right that's a really tough question. I really like how you phrased it, though. 
Yeah. And I think that's obvious when, you know, when it's visceral, when it's happening, you know, you wouldn't think twice if somebody was trying to shoot your family, right? <laughs> you would just yeah. eliminate the threat, right? You wouldn't think, <laughs> wow, this person's consumed by evil and maybe that if they had more time, they could transform and see the light and find Jesus. Like you can't think that way because it's their innocence or somebody else's innocence. Right. So they've, they've, they've made the decision. That person has made the decision to enact something that is evil. And, and it's worth being said that when we talk about Satan, right, like in your own head or in your life or in the things around you, whatever Satan is doing, that's coming from evil and we think that we should stop it, right? That is our that is our general perspective, is the things that are evil, evil should be destroyed. The tough part is when it's another human, then, like you're saying, everybody has this potential to be good. So you're kind of killing that potential that they could be good. But the problem is if they aren't, right? If they really are not anything good and they're, committing these acts of evil then you're not i don't know that's a hard thing to say right like you're not killing something that's good and innocent and pure you're killing something that is embodying evil yeah. it has the potential to be good but in in every other way you you would you know reflexively try to eradicate what's evil right like lies if you say lies are coming from the devil the deceiver you would say well we should just get rid of lies <laughs> right right we should stop them so that we can have the truth so hmm. yeah. yeah it's an interesting interesting um it's interesting that we don't come across this more often come across this more often you know what i mean that we we don't we have a great luxury that we don't have to think about this on a daily basis yeah that's very true Truly. i think i think it's it's so tough because like some people it takes a really long time to become like this this notion of pure evil that we're talking about and like we put a lot of stuff in place in society to like help people not like fully cross that barrier um so it's just it's just it's a luxury to have a lot of the benefits that people have as far as like talking to therapists talking to like friends and family just bouncing um everyday life off of off of others but like when you're i think this goes back to one of our other podcasts if like you're isolating yourself and you're completely alone then you're playing with the devil constantly every single day and so your mind is just going back and forth you don't have any other people to talk to so it gets quite weird because now you can get an imbalance of what reality is and what rea reality should be. And that's when I feel like evil can play a very easier role. That's not to say that community doesn't have like a ne negative effect. Like you can join a cult and you could join this group that like puts these ideas in your head too. But that's why I think that having some sort of uh, group to talk to and not just like one group, but like you can bounce ideas off of family, friends, anybody is incredibly important to have. Amen, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the question that comes to my mind after this conversation is how are you not going to become the thing that is the embodiment of evil? Cause if that mm -hmm. can happen to somebody, it can happen to you. And to take that seriously and exactly what you said to be aware of, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of on maybe the precipice of going down the wrong way. And what are the things that I'm going to do 
always. What are, what am I going to be to make me good instead of evil? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good question to ask. Do we ever ask that question? <laughs> Does anybody ever think that way? We should. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're going to take it to our last segment now. And uh, we call this segment The Takeaway. It's a good thing you're here, Ryan. You bring all the energy to the show. <laughs> for, for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, you should head over to YouTube. You could see me dance a little bit when that, when that sound comes on. Yeah, that's part of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, heavy, interesting topic. We've been very analytical about it. Something that is visceral evil. Um, but I would just say that I think the, for me, thinking about this and then talking about it here, I think the central piece of the biblical truth that the wage of sin is death, that not being good, which is sin, leads you down the path of destruction. I think that that's fundamental. And I think that that is what we see all around us. You see it in your own life. You can see it small scale in your life when simple routines break down and you start compromising in simple ways that it leads to negative things in your life. You see it in macros with with countries and movements and all of that. Um, but that idea that that missing the mark, straying from from God, which is the source of goodness. <clears throat> leads you to destruction that's what evil would be i think and it's it's yeah it's the opposite of of what is good and we talked about satan as the force that is the opposer of god which is good god is your source of good satan is the force for evil and um yeah we i think most of our conversation was kind of around how does evil manifest itself in us, in people? And what does that really mean? Like, what are the lines between what is what is evil and what is an evil action? And how much are we kind of to blame for those things? And can you ever become truly evil? Can you ever be too far gone that you're not worth saving? Or it's not possible to save? And yeah, I don't know if we came to any conclusions on those, but the... I think the cent- central piece is that sin leads to death. And um, however that takes shape, whatever the you know the definitive answers are, maybe it doesn't matter. But the, the way against evil would be to pursue what is good. And um, for me, it's Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And if you follow the truth, I think that you you guard yourself against evil. Um, yeah, very, very good conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, wonderful takeaway like that. That was incredible, like like always. So just to announce again towards the end for people that maybe skipped the beginning 
A lot of times there's advertisements at the beginning of the podcast. We don't have any advertisements, so hopefully nobody is skipping the beginning. But if you are interested in bringing a topic on the show, you can submit a topic. There will be a form under the description for this episode. You can submit a topic. We'd love to have you on. If you just want to submit a topic just for us to talk about, that's also okay. We would love to have you on, though, because we feel like it's it's just a fun conversation. So definitely feel free to, to just submit those and we can review them and hopefully have you on. But... Like always, Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. Same to you, man. Cheers. Cheers.